Are you going to put our little intro song going? That's in the editing. Hey, families, we are glad that you are joining us again for another podcast video episode. Today, we are talking about internet safety, and we want to talk about different ways to keep children safe on the internet. Um, Before we start, though, we do have a special guest with us today. Um, This is Detective Adele Davis, and she is from Anderson County Sheriff's Office. Um, She is an investigator for ICAC, which is Internet Crimes Against Children. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. Um, yes, before we start, you know, Coffee with the Counselors, we have to talk about our coffee cups today. I am wicked without coffee. Thanks again, Miss McClellan, for supplying me with my um, oh, Halloween coffee cup. I need to get Miss Harbert on the supply of, or Miss, it was Miss Moore, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. All right, so mine, I have little candy corns on my cup, and my little candy corns are dressed up. So I got a bat and Frankenstein, a little pirate, and a witch. So cute. My coffee cup is borrowed today. It says Happy Meowoween <laughs> with a cat on it in a Halloween sweater because who doesn't love a cat in a sweater? There Absolutely. You go. There you um, go. I don't. I'm terrified <laughs> of cats, but that's okay. It's super I'll keep cute. It over to yes, yes. And then I have a very simple but Ray Dunn inspired. You got this because you know. I think on a Monday, you got this. It's raining. We need some inspiration. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, again, we are elementary school counselors. I'm Tanya Barber from Star Elementary, and we have Andrea Lawless from Flat Rock and Robin Richardson from Iva, and we are going to um, introduce some things to you guys today about Internet safety. Um, First, we'd like to kind of talk about... um, Establishing expectations with your children. So um, knowing what information to give out or to not give out um, when your children are online. And when we talk about being online, I think for me, because I'm pretty certain I'm the oldest out of the four of us, but um, online did not come about until I was like a freshman in college. And so I didn't grow up with that. Um, And I I think that's a good thing. Um, So being online used to just be looking up things and researching and now all of a sudden these apps and the social media stuff comes out and so when we talk about being online we're talking about gaming we're talking about cell phones and even the chromebooks that we send home every day with our children they can still access stuff that might not be appropriate and so sharing information with your children and talking to them about the things that they that you expect from them and what to do when they see things that maybe they shouldn't see. So um, I'm just going to kind of open it up to our little group here, and we're going to talk about just establishing expectation with our kiddos first. I think it's important when you're talking with your students to establish boundaries and make sure they know what is appropriate to share when they're online using apps or playing games and what's not appropriate. Um, Obviously, we don't want to give out any identifying information like their name, their address, passwords, how to contact them, like a phone number, or even where they're going. You know, I think um, boys and girls feel like they're talking to a friend and that they feel comfortable giving out this personal information, but because they can't see the other person, 
um, on this other side of the screen, we, we do have to protect ourselves and not give out personal information. I think it's important to talk to our kiddos, too. I think in one sense, it's so nice that our kiddos are very trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do get online with, with these people that they they don't know, you know, it might be a friend from school. That's a different, you know, that's a different story. But, you know, people come in all different shapes and sizes. And so they could be, like, pretending to be someone they're not. And instead of having your child just be, like, so blindly trusting that person, and friending them, you know, sadly, we have to have the conversation with them that, hey, this really could not be, you know, a kid your age. Right, right. Absolutely. And a rule of thumb is if you cannot put a hand on the person that you're talking to, it's not it's not safe to share that type of information because you really don't know who you're talking to. Um, one of the, the best things from my side of the house is most kids are not doing unsafe things on the internet. So... As a parent, hopefully that can give a little bit of like a sigh of relief, but still we have to be vigilant. We have to be careful so that our kids don't wind up in a situation that they're not prepared for. And I think that's a good point. I don't think our kids get online to cause trouble or to get into trouble or to be unsafe. I think our kids, especially our younger kids, when they are first given the gamings or a phone for Christmas, they just want to do what they're their peers are doing and so I think that that's kind of the what they're wanting is just to be involved and and to play the games that their friends are playing but we have to decide as a family um, what's appropriate at our house might not be appropriate at somebody else's house and just because somebody else has that cool new app on their phone doesn't mean that we're going to have that at our house so I think setting those expectations with your kids and saying you know those things about you know, we're not going to download this app yet. You're not old enough. Or maybe this app, you can use this app, but we can't turn on the chat features because there's lots of ins and outs on apps and social media media things that we're going to touch on a little bit later too as well. You know what? I think that's a great point that you said maybe <coughs> your student is not old enough for that app. Um, I know sometimes as a parent, you feel like you have to say no a lot mm-hmm. and Um, I think that's a great way to blame it on the app. If as a parent you don't want your child involved in something and they're really pushing for it, just say, sorry, you're not old enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And And a lot of the social media, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, all of those, Snapchat, most of that is does have a age requirement. I mean, you pretty much would have to lie for their birthday to put them into that app. And so... I know I'm most pretty sure 13. most of them are 13. Mm-hmm. So I know I don't have many 13-year-olds at Star Elementary, so Nor all my it. star yeah. kiddos <laughs> should not have lots of those things. Uh, yes. But we do know they do. And, and if you are monitoring that as a parent, then I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And, again, we'll probably dive a little deeper into apps and social media here shortly. Absolutely. So I think another thing to talk about, too, is – I would like to go back to talking to strangers online. Um, You know, in the past when I've talked to our kids, um, we do have Internet Safety. It is actually Internet Safety Month, the month of October, and our media specialist at STAR actually will go through, in a couple weeks, will go through a teaching segment on Internet Safety and that digital footprint that that you create once you start getting online and you have your email set up and those kinds of things. It follows you. Um, But one thing that we do talk about is chat rooms and the fact that 
a lot of things that we let our kids just sit and play on, whether it's watching videos on YouTube, whether it's online gaming, almost all of them have a, a private chat area. And so making sure that we don't allow our kids to fall into some of the tricks maybe or some of the things that we see in the online chats. I know that Officer Davis has some insight on that as far as kind of some things to look for and that kind of stuff with that. Yeah, so the biggest thing is being aware of what apps your kids are, are using or what games that they're using because if you are not aware you can't help to protect them while they're on them um, so you know if they're if they're downloading in a game or something on their phone look it up that you know the best tool that's out there is Google and sometimes just typing in you know how to block chat on such and such app mm-hmm. um, that way you know you can put those extra protocols in there um, just to have that that forward step um, but Notice your kid, you know, when they're playing on these apps and playing on these games, if if your child is starting to change their behaviors at home, if they're becoming a little bit more recluse, if they're um, starting to just be in their room a whole lot more, or if they're starting to just change their, their sleep pattern or their emotional behavior, those are key things to look out for because that could mean something's going on either internally that they're trying to process, um, or maybe someone is talking to them, encouraging them to to not talk to their parents more, not to have friends as often. Um, And so we want to make sure that we as parents are watching our kids and recognizing those signs early on. Can, does that speak to what we were talking to earlier about the grooming? Absolutely. When the, when the predators are online and they're grooming the kids, like those are some Mm -hmm. of the things that they do is they do want to distance the kiddos from their, from their trusted adult or, Mm -hmm. or even their friends. So yeah, they'll, what they'll try to do, from what we see in a, in a nutshell, is they want to become their only person. They want to remove them from friends, remove them from family, because if that child only relies on them, um, then they can control what they're doing moving forward. Um, so, you know, to watch for those signs of, you know, not coming to family dinners or not being involved in sports or whatever activity that they were involved in before, um, you know, just those little things. And to ask questions, be nosy. You have every right as a parent to be as nosy as, as possible. You you pay for the phone. You pay for the computer. <laughs> go on there, you know, mm-hmm, and, yeah. and look through the deleted folder. You know, look through the apps that are uninstalled um, because those are going to be maybe the ones that they're trying to hide from you. So I know we're not going to be anyone's favorite after we talk. bring this up, <laughs> kiddo-wise. The parents will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I know I would have appreciated it back in, you know the day um my my child I have an 18 year old so Mm -hmm. he's a freshman in college Mm -hmm. but then I also have a third grader Mm -hmm. so my third grader is not quite ready for for any of those devices that's my personal my husband and I's personal opinion on on that those types of things so but we did kind of go through this with the the older one right Mm -hmm. um talk to us about some of the apps that are real popular right now and Although our kiddos shouldn't be on these apps because they're not age appropriate, right? They are. We know. We know that they they might be. So if a parent is given the go ahead on these apps or may not know about these apps, like what are some dangers or what are some things they need to be aware of? So our number one right now that we are fighting from the internet crime side is TikTok. Um, we are seeing a lot of creative content on TikTok, which is excellent. I think expression of creativity is a fabulous thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
However, there's not a lot of security and safety measures put in for kids to be watching it unattended without a, a parent or someone that is going to protect them from the videos because you may start on cat TikTok, we'll start there, and then you scroll to the next video and there is some inappropriate dancing with inappropriate clothing. Um, inappropriate can, language. In, inappropriate language, and it's in a, a snap. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and when they're not prepared for what they need to do, it, you know, it's easy to say just swipe up, but curiosity gets the, the best of some of our kids sometimes. Um, so then they start watching that. And then it's more videos like that, more uncomfortable things that they're just not not ready to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so TikTok is a big one that I would just take off the, the board altogether. Um, I know we want our kids, because they all want to be YouTube celebrities right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we want our kids to have fun and to have that that expression for them. But at 6 to 10 years old, having their own TikTok channel may not be the safest option. Um the other one is Snapchat. Um, I, I receive cyber tips, which is basically where our internets, um, internet and apps send over tips whenever they see inappropriate things, and they send it over to our office. And Snapchat is another one that we're getting a lot of material sent because maybe they put in their actual age on there and their their real birthday, and then they start sending pictures that cross that line into inappropriate um, with Snapchat, things do get deleted. You know, we're not able to always pull up that history to see everything that was sent previously. Um, and you can just add somebody randomly. You mm-hmm. don't even have to know their name. And then they can get instantly sent a picture mm-hmm. or a video, um, something that's uncomfortable. So um, being aware of what they receive on Snapchat, um, if they're going to use it, monitor it. Monitor it as best as you can. Um, know all the passwords for it as well as there's a folder in there that's a privacy folder mm-hmm. um, and it requires a passcode. Know that passcode because sometimes that can be the material that they're trying to keep hidden from the parents. And it doesn't say privacy folder. It says for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know in the past I've had to go and look through that myself at, at times. And so um, knowing that passcode, so not just knowing the password to get in, there's there's places, I think, in almost all social, social media where they can hide things. Mm-hmm. And then hiding apps on the phone is another big thing, too. Yes. Yeah. One of the biggest things, um, besides using one of those calculator folders to hide the apps, is they're just uninstalling them. Mm-hmm. Um, so while they're at home, it's uninstalled. They're not getting notifications for it. The parents aren't aware of it. And then when they either go to bed or go to school, they're downloading the, the thing back and getting all the notifications, getting caught back up, posting pictures, and then deleting it again whenever they go home. Mm-hmm. Um we, you know, in a recent case of mine, we were discovering that she had four different social media accounts on one platform um, that the the guardians were not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's big when we're talking about they're smart. Are these kids are very very smart, um, and so they learn the loopholes because Miss mm-hmm. Sally Joe learned how to how to hide it appropriately and didn't get caught with it. And so they go home and they're like, hey learn this, learn this route. And Mm -hmm. um, they're sneaky, but we have to be smarter than them and be prepared. Yes. Um, I also think, too, um, if we can bounce back to some more of these apps, I think you were telling me about a couple of messaging apps Mm -hmm. um, that we might want to watch out for as parents as well. 
Kick Messenger is one that's um, a big messaging app right now because a lot of that material, again, you can you can delete it and um, there's no way to pull it back up. Um, we, as law enforcement, do try as every possibility that we can to, to bring those messages back, but sometimes we, we don't get to them. Um, Kick is another one. They can get into a chat room and content can just get shared mm-hmm. um, without you even realizing it. You can be into a... a chat room again for cats and then some person gets in there with ill intent and sends something that's inappropriate and everyone in that group has been affected by it right um as well as with facebook and instagram those are still popular i know a lot of the younger generation is starting to pull away from facebook Mm -hmm. Um, that's for the old people uh, i still have a facebook (laughs) like us that's for the older people (laughs) but instagram is big um Mm -hmm. you know and knowing they everyone's wanting to keep their pages public um, so that they can gain more followers and get more attention and become famous. Um, so, you know, just being aware of what kind of content that they're posting, mm-hmm. um, as well as the direct messages. They can also receive messages in there, receive messages through Facebook, and even through TikTok. You can mm-hmm. have private chats on there, too. Mm-hmm. I think, too, one point that this isn't really on internet safety, but you did mention on Instagram getting the likes and things like that. I think that's something else that our kids, probably as they get older, maybe not so much our elementary kids, but as they move fourth, fifth grade into middle school, it's like they want that instant gratification. They want to be liked Mm -hmm. by so many people. And and that's just not a reality when it comes to making friends and, and how you treat others and, um, and, and that brings us to a little bit of a point of when you are behind your screen, whether it's on the computer, whether it's on your cell phone, um, if you wouldn't say it to somebody in person, then we're not, we shouldn't say it online either. And, you know, I think we do lessons on that stuff that goes, coincides with our bullying lessons. And for you to say it behind a screen, you know, it's just hard and it's hard to deal with. And it's hard to explain um, to students, you know, why we shouldn't do that but if you can't say it to somebody in person then you definitely shouldn't say it when you're online um and then you know i think back to the social media it's talking about our kids like what if i see something what do i do Mm -hmm. as a parent what do i do as a kid what do i do if i see something i don't know if you i'm sure y'all remember but a couple years ago you know the youtube and the the clown or whatever that was popping up and saying stuff, you know, oh, yeah. and I think we were trying to address it without scaring kids, mm-hmm. but talking to kids about sharing, you know, if you see something, how do I share that with my parents? And I think that just, we have to have that open line of communication yes. with our kids and they need to feel comfortable coming to us as parents, even if it's scary mm-hmm. to talk to us about what they see. And on the other hand, scary, even if it's silly. Because I know for, like, us, because we didn't grow up in an era of social media and things like that. But, like, when my kiddos here are talking about being upset because they didn't get so many likes or mm-hmm. whatever on it. Like, to me, that just seems so silly or so trivial. And I never want to invalidate their feelings, of course. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, you know, like I could see myself even being like, are you kidding me? Like that, get on with that, Matt, you know, or whatever. But like, really, that is a, a 
one of their oh, valid concerns, mm-hmm. a fear yeah, of theirs, mm-hmm. is just like the fear of missing out or the fear of not being liked or, or accepted. So, or accepted. Social media. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, we do a lesson on that. I know the three of us when we talk with our fifth graders, but just that, like your self-worth is not tied up in, in the social media, in the social media mm-hmm. or, or getting one of those likes and and I think that is one of the dangerous things outside of the grooming part and the messaging part, just mm-hmm. like for social emotional health. I think one of the hardest things for me to get through to kiddos is like, I'm, I'm not your parent. And so, you know, if your parent is okay with you having a phone or being on social media, then, you know, that's between you and your parent. But this is why I think it's so difficult for, for kiddos in fifth grade fourth grade we even have some in third grade to have social media not not the phone itself but the social media piece um is because they're just they're not ready for for those I don't yeah they're very impressionable at this age and if if all that they're seeing is the Instagram models per se um where it's this this perfect human being who, you know, we know as adults, they've probably been photoshopped and airbrushed and, you know, every little flyaway mm-hmm. hair is, is gone. But a kid sees that and is like, wow, that person's beautiful because that picture is beautiful. But that's not a realistic expectation. But that's what all of our young younger mm-hmm. generation is wanting to have, that Instagram life, that, that model life where everything in their world is perfect and everything is just is is glorious it's like it's it's a filter it's life uh-huh. yes you know. and then even when they're like have little friends over or something and mm-hmm. they filmed a tiktok together and they posted it and then oh well, why didn't you know they don't like me now so it does start like a lot mm-hmm. of unnecessary drama i don't know mm-hmm. if y'all see that at your school or not but a little bit yeah a little sometimes. bit mm-hmm. so, yeah we, yeah. I have a, a tween, I guess, a fourth grader, and we talk a lot about what's real and what's not mm-hmm. and what's normal and what's not because she, we don't have a lot of social media yet, but of course she's interested in that and some of her friends do. And so I look for opportunities to talk about the positives of that, the negatives of that, but also what what is real and what's not. Like, yes, this picture's perfect, but look at this picture where everybody's, you know, like fussing at each other. You, like when you take a family picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, you absolutely. You have a couple of mess ups <laughs> right. before you get the perfect it's one. It's more than a couple of <laughs> <in> our <laughs> If you even ever get the perfect one, you know. And yes. But when students are looking at social media, they don't see that. And when they're talking to their friends, their friends don't tell them all the things they had to do or the discussions had or whatnot. They just say, oh, I've got this app and this is so much fun. And so I, I think it's really important to have open communication with your kids and um, show them real versus not real and ask for their thoughts and opinions and, and just, you know, to try to come to good decisions together. I, I think, too, when we talk about Instagram and things like that, a lot of times in, in my mind I'm, we're thinking about our girls Um because a lot of our boys are not really into that. So if we take it and we think about it from a boy angle, I'm thinking about online games. And I know my poor son, bless his heart, I was a stickler. Like, he didn't get Grand Theft Auto until he's like, 16. And then we had to have it muted. His headphones had to be unplugged because um, that's just not one that I'm in love with because it is very, very – 
street-oriented, um, lots of foul language, lots of music with lots of foul language, and... Lots of situations that yes, are very that are adult. Very adult very, situations, very adult. And, and very, in a lot of instances, very violent situations, and so I just, you know, he just didn't get that game until he was later. I mean... We're not going to go into ratings or anything, but, you know, they do stamp an MA on those things for, for a reason. reason. It's a f- for mature audience. I think sometimes audience. we're desensitized, too, Absolutely. to, like, the violence as adults. Like, we're thinking of it from our uh, lens and not necessarily mm-hmm. from our – and I'm guilty, too, so, like, I have boys. I definitely – this this pertains more for the gaming part for me because both of my boys – well, the oldest one, not so much, but he was. And yeah. the younger one, definitely. They love mm-hmm. the gaming and stuff. But even the – what is it, the Roblox that they like yes. to play and stuff? Yes. I mean, the chat feature there is super, super concerning to mm-hmm. me, you know, because mm-hmm. they'll just pop up. But mm-hmm. I think, too, if, if you were to take just a few minutes, and, and by no means are we saying don't give your kids video games, mm-hmm. because I can remember Ty trying to teach me how to play Call of Duty. And, you know, it was fun. It was time I spent with him. Mm-hmm. But take a minute and say, you know what, I want you to play this, and we're going to unplug you. Mm-hmm. We're going to unplug the headphones. The mic. I, I want to hear what the friends that you have on here, what you're playing with. Like, Ty was playing with some kid from China one time, and I was like, what are they talking about? He's, I don't know. He's from China, <laughs> Mama. You know, so, I mean, there's just, just unplug them. There was something, I think it was something you shared um, when you came a couple years ago that ABC, I think, did. Mm-hmm where they unplugged the gaming Mm -hmm. and unmuted it. And they were just floored at the language that even in the chat room, the four people that were playing the game with these Mm 10-year-olds were using, not knowing these were 10-year-olds, because you could be playing with a 45-year-old man sitting in Germany somewhere and just not know who you're playing with. And so I think really understanding the game and the extra added features to the game, like the, the, the chat rooms, but also explaining the difference between real and game life. Mm -hmm. I have lots of kids at my school that live in that game world all the time and they don't understand the difference. They don't, uh, there's times I feel like that is their life. They only center around that game. And so at school, you can really tell some of the, the conversations you have with them. I don't know that they know that's not real. It's like they live in this little fantasy world of theirs, and it's okay to play games, but they have to know the difference between this is a game situation and this is real life. We don't have extra lives. Mm-hmm. We don't have three. Absolutely. You know, it makes yes. me think of the Jumanji yeah. reference <laughs> with The Rock and even the old school Jumanji um, video, but you don't have three lives. It's, it's just this one. And so making sure that your kids know that that is not real. That is a game. And in games – you might have extra lives, but you don't hear. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and from a science background, it takes about three days for your brain to fully stop seeing and processing the images that you're seeing. And so if, if your child is playing a game every single day for five to six hours a day and is not getting much of a break and is going to school and then jumping right back into the game and being lost in that world – your brain doesn't have time to just kind of throw it off to be like, oh, okay, that's that's just an alternate reality. It starts to actually encompass into your everyday function. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it you do need a break. Sometimes you just need a digital break to be like, I, I know first thing in the morning, a lot of times we pick up a phone and it's like, what's going on in Facebook world? It, it's, it's 
not a good thing to wake up to because you can automatically start with stress. Same with the kid, but they don't know how to, to process. Like, uh, this is just a lot of information and a lot of just stuff in their brain mm -hmm. mixed into regular world, um, trying to learn cursive or trying to learn math. You know, and they're and they're going. Well, I got to get back because I've got to get my my likes up or my uh -huh. stats Your up. Streak. My right. streak. Is that still a thing? <laughs> it is oh, still it a is. thing. It very much is. I feel like such a boomer. <laughs> it is still a thing. <laughs> oh but. gosh! All right, so we've thrown a lot of information out mm -hmm. to parents, but like if they want to, everything we've talked about encompass it in one or two different places that they could go. Mm -hmm reach out, where would you suggest? Um, the first I would start is parentaltools.org. Um, this is a site that'll allow you um, to learn how to block content by age rating. Um, you can work on controlling spending on games, if that's a concern, if, if you've got a card attached to a game. Um, you can also limit time spent on those games as well, and it will show you step-by-step -step based on a gaming console. So if you put in, I've got a PlayStation, help me, you know, what was the how to for dummies that basically that is your website for how mm -hmm. to work on gaming consoles um, from an app. So side of it is smartsocial.com. Um, this link will show you numerous different apps and programs. You can click on whichever one that your kid is interested in. Um, it'll show you how to monitor it, um, you know, and then also teach you the, the positives and negatives for those apps um, so that you can decide as a family or decide as, as guardians is that, app worth it you know is it for our, mm -hmm. our kid um and then it will also have some um, information for different things like life 360 um, and bark and some of these unglue apps just to help you as a parent be a monitor without having to be stuck on a on a phone um, allow you to kind of protect your kid from um behind the scenes that that's a good point to the bark um parents that's mm -hmm. a good tool to use mm -hmm. and I think they have a free version too yes, for that. I think mm -hmm. they do too so look look that up yeah I mean if you're gonna hand out a device uh, as a person who works these type of crimes I would say please hand the device with care you know mm -hmm. and and monitor at any time you are the one who's responsible for that phone take it you know take mm -hmm. it know all the passcodes and go through that phone with so much care and concern because if, if me as a good person can find out so much information from a free side, a person who does not have good intentions can also find that same information and potentially harm your child. And we definitely don't want that. We want to keep our kids safe. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Officer Davis, for Absolutely. hanging out with so us. Yes, I think we yes. could probably sit here and talk for hours. I, I know a couple years ago when you did a presentation for the parents, it was so informative. And so a lot of the stuff that Officer Davis has touched on today, we're also going to send that out, mm -hmm. a link to that, so you guys at Parents, Guardians, you'll have access to that. And then we'll definitely send out some more handouts. We appreciate you yes. tuning in with us today. Thank and you for having will, me. Yes, thank you yes. for coming. And we will have another podcast coming out soon. Yes. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a you. good day. Thank you for listening to our Coffee with the Counselors podcast produced by Anderson School District 3. If you have questions for our counselors or suggestions for future topics, visit acsd3.org to contact our counselors directly. And a special thank you to Detective Adele Davis with the Anderson County Sheriff's Office for being with us today.